Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Zealous State of Mind podcast. You have the guru of gains, probably a part of the West West Network. Today's guest is Vicky Itzabeth. He is a video creator, videographer, photographer, and YouTuber. On this episode, we talk about yeah, pretty much his YouTube channel. Also, uh, how he got into it. He ran a box for eight years called Amphit. That's how I knew him through the New Zealand CrossFit community. Met him through there. And then how he transitioned from moving from New Zealand to the Gold Coast and running his box there for three years while also simultaneously running his his box in New Zealand. And also he's a, he's South African. So he talks about how a holiday to New Zealand led to him and his family eventually not over time packing up and moving to New Zealand to start life fresh there and how he's a bit of a, he, he, he takes risks. I guess you could say that, you know, he really has a crack. He follows his dreams, which I really admire. And I've known Vicky for a few years. So yeah, like we pretty much started our boxes at the same time. So we stayed in contact through the community and he's always been really helpful helpful guy who was he's the type of guy who gives you the shirt off his back you know i've asked him for he uh some advice especially around he's really good at like social media stuff uh videos that's what he does you know and even back then in the early days he would help out and he was bit he's always been a bit a little bit ahead of the game and you know he's always he's always been really uh giving all this time and expertise you know every time i've asked me even asking him to jump on the podcast he was happy to come on and share some of his journey and story which I really appreciated and yeah we so we talked about that you know he's pretty big he's pretty famous you can see his stuff on YouTube he's buddies with like Matt Matt Fraser uh, Noah Olsen uh what's his name Craig Ritchie and that so a lot of the the big dogs and the the CrossFit world he's been to the games videoing and touring pro so yeah, yeah, Kara Saunders. So he knows all those those uh, athletes, and, and yeah, and he, and he videos some of his own training, his nutrition, and different things like that. She shares some of his journey. So I really enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. That podcast. He's got his own uh, uh, merchandise that he's brought out. So check that out. You can check out him on Instagram, which will lead to his website, and follow him also and on youtube and subscribe but a lot of great info and you know full of knowledge from all his experiences and very open very open i really appreciated his honesty uh being vulnerable on on the episode so thanks vicky for jumping on and i really enjoyed that podcast uh before we get into the episode go check out all the latest episodes at the west west network the 135 playlist have released their bedroom playlist. I know a few, maybe from the 90s, you know, you had your slow jams you play at night, fall asleep too. And so sort of cover that sort of stuff, bedroom play, playlist. So don't pretend like you don't have one or had one in the past. It'd be a bit of a giggle and a trip down memory lane. Go check that out. The 135 playlist. Afrikasi Scoop, Blended and Then Some, about some some serious topics but like they make you know they make it fun and have a good time so everybody's experienced these sort of things in one way shape or form 
you know, blended families working together, divorce, that sort of stuff. They listen to their, their listeners, they ask for feedback, and that was one of the things they wanted to talk about. So they talked about it, and it was a really engaging conversation chat there. The assessment podcast. So whatever you're into, we've got something for you. Gio and Jan, they, they talk about mandatory vaccines. So that's a big hot topic at the moment. In their, in their field as nurses, they, they had to get double shot vaccination. So they talk about that amongst, amongst many other things. But if you're interested in that stuff, and then also the West West Sportscast, Cam, uh, Adam, and a few of the other guys talk about NFL. If you're into NFL, NBA, the 75th anniversary stuff. So the West West Sportscast. If you love your sports, American sports, check that out. Also, there's been a few articles that Cam's written. Was about um, gangster movies? Like, can't remember the title about it, but your gangster movies. And he wrote another one recently, but a couple of good articles. <laughs> Check them out. Plenty of things happening. Follow us on the socials, Twitter, what is it, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok even. Stay up to date what's happening. That's pretty much it. Remember to stay ready and move every day. Enjoy the show. Zealous, zealous state of mind. This is the zealous state of mind. Zealous state of mind. Yeah, it's the state of mind. This is the zealous state of mind. Zealous state of mind. Hey, what's up, Mikey? Good to see you, bro. Um, we could start us off with. Uh, a little bit about your background, you know, where you're from and all that stuff, and then leading up to where you are now, that'd, that'd be awesome. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped. Yeah. It's good to, uh, good to catch up with an old friend. And uh, yeah, so I, um, I grew up in South Africa. I was born in South Africa in a small town um, near Johannesburg. And uh, I lived in South Africa until I was 15. Yeah, so I moved over to NZ. The family moved over. Um, it was actually a friendship of mine. Uh, my, my best buddy, they left South Africa when they were uh, when he was only seven. I was eight, and we were best buddies growing up. Um, and so I came to visit him in New Zealand to kind of uh, check out the country and you know yeah. see what see what things are like. And I came back from that trip, and I told my dad, "Man, it's the most beautiful country. We should we should consider moving." You know? Wow. And, um, uh, yeah. yeah. So I was only nine. I was nine years old when I flew over by myself from South Africa to NZ to visit my mate. Yeah. Uh, and then I went over again when I was I think thirteen. And after that trip, my second trip, I was like, "Dad, you got to go." So my dad went over and. Loved it, so we moved a couple of years later. Um, so yeah, grew up in South Africa, uh, pretty conservative, kind of Christian family home. Um, you know, love the Springboks, love church, <laughs> um, just classic South African family. Um, had a really good group of mates. Like when we left, when I left South Africa, I was uh, I was 15, 14, 15. So had a really good group of friends in South Africa um, that I kind of found my identity in, you know, and um, so it was quite hard, you know, moving away as a teenager from South Africa to New Zealand, um, finding myself in a country where I speak a different language. Um, so English is my second language. Um, well, actually, these days, my account my is pretty bad these days, so I don't know what, I don't know what my first language is anymore. Um, so but, you came um, fresh. What's that? You came over here fresh, like, yeah, so I could understand English because, um, you, you know, you watch movies and stuff and you understand it, but you never get to speak it, you never get to practice speaking it. So I was really insecure about speaking it. And, you know, um, even, you know, it's a Kiwi accent. I, 
took a while to get used to it. So those last two years of school, um, so I think it was like six and seven forms. So I finished my last three years in, in New Zealand. It was a uh, tough going, you know, like just learning a different language and making new friends. And so it was a pretty tough time those first few years. And then finally found my feet. Um, I studied sports science, sports and exercise science in, uh, at Wintec in the Waikato, which was cool. Um, and then uh, actually I went to, so school-wise, I went to St. Paul's Collegiate down in Hamilton. Um, I was a tennis player and a rugby player. So I had a scholarship there at St. Paul's. And then I decided to leave halfway through sixth form. I was like, I'm going to quit school and just try and make it big as a tennis player. So I actually, um, yeah, so I actually moved to Melbourne with my coach. Thinking, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a professional tennis player. And um, I thought it was going to be Melbourne, but I ended up being a small town called One Thuggy. Um, yeah, no one's even heard of it. And it's, uh, yeah, I went there and it was, I lasted three months. I was like, nah, I'm going back home. So um, went back and uh, I gave away my scholarship at St. Paul's. So I ended up just going to Boys High in Hamilton to finish off my seventh form year. So um, two great schools that I had in Hamilton. Um, and then, yeah, after studying um, sports science, I knew I wanted to do something in the sports kind of space. So I just went up to Auckland. Um, I think I followed my girlfriend at the time to Auckland <laughs> and started working at Body Tech, just in Mount Eden there, as oh. a, uh, just as a fitness instructor. Yeah. And um, that's where I found CrossFit. So I found CrossFit in, uh, at Body Tech there. You had to stumble across the CrossFit.com website and um, fell in love with CrossFit. So I decided to leave you know, leave the machine, leave the, the global gym and start my own thing. Probably around the same time. Uh, yeah, you guys probably started your gym around the same time. Um, I think I started in 2011. Yeah. Started my, cross, my CrossFit gym. So, um, yeah, so I ran that for eight years up until recently. So I sold it at the end of 2019. Um, but me and my family decided to move to Australia, to the Gold Coast in 2016. Mm. Uh, so I actually was um, running the gym rem remotely for a few years from over here which was tough going and um, started a CrossFit gym here as well, which I shouldn't have done. I kind of rushed into it and um, started that gym that closed down. So yeah, now I work as a full-time videographer and photographer um, here on the Gold Coast. I, I help local businesses and then I'm lucky enough to work in the CrossFit space as well. Um, travel to all the big events around the world and work with some pretty cool athletes. Um, so yeah, man, that's kind of a quick little summary yeah. of my life. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh you know, I've known you for a few years, but I learned some learned some stuff there as well. It seems like there's a couple couple of common things there in terms of you taking taking the risk, eh? Taking the plunge, you know, moving moving to New Zealand from a couple of trips because you know a lot of people go on holidays and they say, oh, "Man, I'd like to live here," but you actually did it. You know, one of the few people that did. Yeah, so I think I mean the the South African move was very much you know kudos to my dad for, for making that um, that decision. You know, like I was only 15, so I was still a kid. But dad, you know, dad had a business that was doing well. Mum was a teacher in a really good school. So, um, but they kind of had the foresight to see that, you know, for our future, it'll be better to be in a different country like New Zealand. So, um, yeah, man, hats off to my dad for making that, making that change and selling everything and just packing up. You know, we literally just arrived in New Zealand with our, our clothes and a few thousand dollars and started fresh, you know. So um, I think that probably gave me the courage and made it easier to then make the move again from New Zealand to Australia, even though it's a much easier move. Um, yeah, dad definitely led the way when it came to taking risks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's so powerful because you know how most people were like, oh, I would like to do this, but I would like to do this, but, but yeah. you had a great, you know, mentor and your father teaching you that. And then that gave you, I guess, like most things that when you get a little bit of progress or see that it can work, you know, it gives you the, the courage to, to do it again. And man, that's yeah. powerful. That's powerful. Very powerful. And then, you know, you went to the Melbourne as well, like even though they didn't work out, but you know, you took the risk, which yeah. is, and that's what, like, 
everybody who is successful or does well in things, you know, you hear that they, they've tried different things and things didn't always work out, but uh, yeah. it leads you on a good path, eh? Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think, yeah, I think growing up with our family's always been kind of that way inclined, like happy to kind of have a crack and, and <laughs> risk, thing, risk things and start again. And um, But the, my, I think the big change for me was um, 2014. Um, we had a little boy, Benji, that um, that was born and then passed away just 13 hours after he was born. And that, like that event for me was a life-changing event when it came to uh, just reevaluating like what life's all about, you know? Um, like after, I remember promising myself, like I was lying in the hospital that night. I was like, I will make the most, I'll make sure that from now on, like life's too short. I'll make sure that, uh, that I do whatever I need to do to make my family happy and to, um, yeah, that I, you know, that I won't just settle for what other people want of my, of my life, that I would follow the path that I want to follow. And that was kind of the massive motivator for coming to Australia. I was like, let's do it. Let's, we're not happy in Auckland, you know, life's too short. Let's just do it. So, um, so yeah, so Benji, like the biggest, the biggest kind of impact that he's had in my life is that exactly what you're talking about, like taking risks and just having a crack because life's just too short to play it safe, you know? Um, yeah. 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 And yeah, that's you know, people could have taken it one or the other way, you know, they could have just sunk down and I could, I know you, you know, you would have had your moments obviously, but yeah, you overcame it and used it as more of a, a positive thing moving forward, which is, yeah, it's inspirational, to, you know, to follow your journey from knowing over here as an affiliate owner and then moving over there and chasing, chasing your dreams and that sort of thing. How, how was that transition for you? Because, you know, I know will, you can get really entrenched into the CrossFit world and, you know, you you get pretty deep with the relationships and it's hard to let go. Like I found it hard to let go because you don't want to seem like, oh, I didn't make it or whatever. Like there's, there's a bunch of different things that play into it. Um, yeah. For me, it's like a lot of good relationships and now I don't see like a bunch of them now. Like it's pretty sad. Like yeah. I see them here and there, but it's not the same in a way. Totally, man. Not a part of that, that tribe here. How was it for you? Yeah. Yeah. I find the same thing. Um, I mean, I'm still pretty involved in the CrossFit space um, in a different capacity now, but I do miss the community. I do miss, especially like where I started in Auckland. Um, I miss the other gym owners and yeah, we had a really strong community at Anford there. So um, yeah, so I have the same thing. Like when I, when I moved from um, Auckland to Australia, I was convinced that my business was probably going to fail. Um, but luckily I was at that time where I was just like stuff, you know, stuff, everything. Uh, yeah. Cause you know, I was hurting, you know, like my son just passed away and I was like, we were not in a good space. So I was like, it doesn't matter. Like if the, if the gym dies, gym dies. So luckily I had that mindset because I, I don't think I would have done it otherwise. Cause I would have been, I was so, my identity was so strong and in, in my gym and fit, like that was my thing, you know, like if I didn't have that, like who was I, you know, everyone knew me as the gym owner, um, you know, of a successful gym in the city and that was kind of what I held on to. So yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely tough to let that go. Um, but then, you know, I moved here and that gym succeeded, like it kept growing and it was awesome. But then the gym here was just never took off. I ran it for three years. And the funny thing is, I felt like I did everything right here in the Gold Coast. The gym here, like I ran it exactly the way I wanted to run it from the start because I made all the mistakes in Auckland. So I was like, I'll avoid all the mistakes and, and it'll go really well here. And it didn't. It went really poorly. Like the gym was just not performing. And to the point where I was like, I'm just leaking money here. I've got to, I've got to close this thing down. And yeah, there was definitely that struggle of like, oh, what's people, what are people going to think? Um, in fact, I was doing business coaching with CrossFit Gyms at the time. I was teaching gyms how to be successful and how to grow their businesses. And here I was thinking about closing my gym, you know? So I was like, man, this is not going to look good. You know, like a business coach for CrossFit Gyms closing his own, closing his own gym. Like what's going on here? What, 
So um, I definitely had to get over some ego there. And just, again, the right thing to do at the time was to close the gym. For me and my family, it was the right thing to do. And I had to just buy the bullet and, and do it, you know? So, um, but yeah, you get so, you get so wrapped up, eh? And, and, and your identity being, you know, the gym owner and just the pride that comes with it. Like, you know, put on the face and make sure everyone knows it's going well. You've got heaps of members and, you know, the, gym, the gym's thriving and it wasn't the truth, you know, that it was, it was dying. So, yeah. What, what, what was the difference? Like, you know, you said you, like, for me, even me, I was like, if I start again, I, I would avoid all the mistakes. You know, it's exactly what you just said. Like, what was different, um, you know, starting fresh with all the knowledge that you had from your first box? Yeah. What, what do I do different for this gym here? Yeah, like, how come it didn't work with all the extra oh. knowledge that you had? Honestly, I can't give you a, a good answer as to why it didn't work. I honestly feel like I did everything the right way. Um, it's just a different culture here, I guess, in the Gold Coast. Like people really value outdoor activity, um, surfing, running outside, doing mountain biking. Um, but by saying that, there are great gyms that are thriving that have been for years in the CrossFit space. So um, I don't know, man. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it's a hard, I'm still baffled by why the gym didn't take off and do well. Um, and maybe it would have if I gave it more time. Like it takes a while to build a reputation in a community, like build a community. Yeah. Um, maybe my, my expectations were too high. Um, because a gym in Auckland started with very humble beginnings. Like, I don't know if you ever came to our first space, like a little cage. Yeah. Yeah. It was so tiny, man. Like it was super low risk. I had like hardly any equipment. It was very low risk and the expectations was not very high. Yeah. And so you don't realize, you look back after eight years, you've got this big gym. You're like, oh man, that's awesome. But um, with the gym here, I went into a big space straight away had awesome equipment straight away. And so I was just expecting all these, I think the expectation maybe was too high and maybe if I kept grinding, it would have grown, but yeah, I was over it. Yeah. 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 And, was, and I found a new passion. Yeah. yeah. Was it a big relief? Like how was that when you, you know, I guess it was officially cut off or whatever, whatever that means. Yeah. How, what was that feeling for you? Oh man. I've never felt freedom. Like the day I closed my gym here, like, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like being, being rid of a landlord. Um, I didn't have a great landlord. It was pretty hard work, but not having a landlord, not having the stress of having to pay coaches, you know, like I felt so responsible for their livelihood and providing them with hours. Um, yeah. And then for the members, we had some great loyal members, but I felt bad that classes were empty and it was just it was all kinds of pressures and stress on me. And I just, yeah, it was weighing me down. So the freedom that came with it was unreal. Um, yeah. I felt so good letting go of that gym here. Yeah. 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 When I let go, I felt like a, uh... A lot free as well. A lot less responsibilities. Now I work in like school. It's it's a lot more simpler. You know, it's eight forty five to three fifteen. But there's still elements that I miss of it. You know, like we were just talking about before, just the community and stuff. But there's there's a lot of weight that comes with it. I guess it just depends on the stage of your life and what yeah. you want to do and that sort of stuff. But that the, the landlord thing was a big one too because he he like he tried to sue us at the end day. Eh? The guy, but it, it didn't work. It eventually, but. It's just yeah. very stressful. It's very stressful. And now, like, when I start my gym again, um, because me and my wife want to build a house, I want to like do it out of my garage because I don't want like anybody lording over me. You know what I mean? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, yeah. I'm the same. Like, I just want to have the freedom of just being my own. Yeah, just, yeah, just being control my own little uh, universe. You know, and not have anyone not be dependent on anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're, you know, part of you, you know, watching your videos, I see you got your uh, your home gym, and I love it, and you got your studio, and that's sort of like some of the you know ideas that I'm I'm going to steal from you. <laughs> In terms of that, like, because I want to do the podcast and then the gym yeah. and just have it all connected to home. It's beautiful. Okay. So good, man. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice, especially being at home. Um, it's definitely challenges that comes with it, but it's yeah, it's nice just having it small scale. You know, like it's just me and my computer, me and my camera. Um, it's nice to have it all at home. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome.
And then when you when you left the box, did you really have something going, or did did it take a few weeks or months, or yeah, how was that getting into videography, videography and photography and that sort of thing? Yeah, so it's definitely not a uh, cut and dry transition. It was a, a gradual transition. So um, as you know, I've always been pretty keen on um, making things look good. Like with Anfit, I always like I was doing the one that doing photos and the social media stuff, and I always loved that creative side of things. So. Um, yeah, when I was here in the Gold Coast, I was so desperate to make this gym work that I was just like, I've got to create some great social media content, you know? So I, I dove deep into the whole like video and photo world just for the gym's sake, you know? I was like, I want to make some good videos for the gym. And in that process of doing content for the gym, I just fell in love with the process of creating videos, taking photos, started falling in love with all the gear. Like, yeah, if you can see behind my computer here, I've just got gear everywhere. You know? um, I've got my, uh, got my drone that I flew this morning and uh, just all sorts of cameras and things. I just love it. I love it. And so... I started doing videos and people started noticing just people from the gym like oh man these videos look pretty good do you want to come and do some videos for our business oh, so i was just doing videos for like my gym clients businesses and um it slowly started ticking over from there you know so i already i already had a little bit of income from the video photo space before i completely shut the gym but even then like it's never it's never a fully it's never fully safe to net, you know like you always when that gym closes down when gym closed down i definitely couldn't support my family on my videography photography wage i had to kind of make things happen pretty quick um but yeah i've always tried to kind of minimize the risk like even when i when i started my gym in auckland i was working for the new zealand police full-time um and so i reduced my hours there as i was growing the gym so i'm a big fan of kind of just a bit of forward planning and making sure you mitigate the risk when you do change over to something new you know not just kind of go oh i'm done and jump to something new and put your family under too much stress unreasonable you know unreasonable stress so yeah yeah yeah, it's really cool because, yeah, in Auckland, like, you were, like, the, the first one and then pretty much putting out great content in terms of, you know, social media marketing. And I remember that. And it's cool how you've been able to, you know, transition those skills into your next career. Yeah, it's awesome. Doing something new, which is which is really cool. That, that video you did, the uh, diary of, a, of a, um, a coach or something like that, that, that was awesome. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, went, it went a little bit viral that one that's my first kind of semi-viral video that one yeah <laughs> yeah no nah, i love that one eh? like it was, it was right on the money with all the things like <laughs> yeah. that i was so cool yeah yeah there's so many quirk, quirky things in the crossfit space that people can relate to you know like when it comes to your members yeah. and just the stuff they do you know that annoy you as a coach so uh, <laughs> yeah funny <laughs> i was like is that i thought it was just me but then you know you were saying all <laughs> everybody was like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly um, just in terms of your creative process, do you have it like all mapped out or planned or do you have some sort of system? Like how do you go? Because I know you do the vlogs and different things for, you know, photo shoots. Uh, you follow athletes around you. How do you, how do you uh, map that up? Yeah, so I don't. I work I work best. <laughs> I work the best when I'm just uh, free flowing, just on the fly. I've tried to like come up with ideas and kind of map it out and storyboard it and it just never turns out as good as I wanted to. I find if I'm just, um, if I get an idea and I just go and turn my computer off, turn my camera on and start filming i feel like i get a better result when i'm just on the fly so this is how i work obviously when it comes to clients like client work there'll be a bit more thoughts thinking and planning but even then like once you've done a certain type of shoot a few times you kind of know the the, the rough process and the rough structure and i just find like when it, when it comes to working with a, an athlete or a model or a client it just when it's more relational and less structured it just for me it just works better yeah. um not everyone can work that way, but that's the way, that's definitely the way I go about it. It's not much planning, more just kind of off the cuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, is, there, is there a couple of people or businesses that you sort of um, follow, like just for ideas or inspiration or something? Like that? Is there any, anyone? Or you... oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I watch a lot of YouTube, you know, like um, I kind of just justify it as being research, you know, like uh, <laughs> it's, all part of my, it's all part of my job now. So I spend a lot of time on YouTube. Um, I watch a lot of filmmakers that do videos and, and photos. Um, one of those with P Peter McKinnon is um, probably my main inspiration when it comes to videography. Um, and then, yeah, there's some people in the CrossFit space like the Buttery Bros. They do a really good job when it comes to production quality. Um, and then there's someone like Craig Ritchie, who's a bit more vlog style, a bit more raw and real. So a lot of those guys look up to and, and steal ideas from, you know, like that's one thing I've always been a big fan of is borrowing from everyone and not, not feeling worried that you're stealing stuff because there's nothing new. Like everything's been done, you know. Um, there's nothing wrong with borrowing and then adding your own flavor to things. So, um, yeah, like when people say, oh, you know, I love that idea or I've got that idea from you. I'm like, yeah, man, go run with it. Like, I don't, I don't mind at all, you know, take my stuff and, and go for it. If it inspires you, um, use the same ideas. I'm not secretive or worried about sharing my stuff. And so, yeah, I just kind of borrow from everyone. Yeah. 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 Now, that's one thing I've always appreciated from you is that I've asked you a few times over the years, like to help me out with some uh, video, like how to use the gimbal and different things like that. It's always been helpful. So I've always, always appreciated you've always been open to helping people out along the way. Um, next one is like a Tim Ferriss question. I, I, I got some of my questions from him. I, I enjoy his podcast. Uh -huh. What what purchase of $100 or less has most positively, positively impacted your life in the last six months or in recent memory? Yeah, it's such a good question. Like, I had to think about it and go around the house and look at stuff. Like, if everything was over 100 bucks. I was like, what have I bought? Now, I'll show you what I've got here. Um, I didn't I didn't buy it because I've given this, but I'm pretty sure it'll be probably around 100 bucks. Um, it's this thing here. Like, you, you probably know my squatting is pretty horrendous. Um, so it's like a, like a little wedge. Like, it's a wooden made wedge. Um, I'm assuming it'll be probably around the $100 mark, but that thing's been awesome for me. Um, like my hip and ankle mobility is rubbish. And so I've been sitting on, I got that about two months ago. And so um, I take a break from work every now and then I have my office here and I just squat down, sit down and squat for a bit. And I do that in between my rest periods when I do workouts as well. And that's really, I feel like really helped my hip health and my ankle health. So that's been good. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, camera gear is very expensive. So I was trying to think about camera gear that I bought that has been really good, but yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's the slateboard. So it's that's good. That's a good yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. I haven't used it for that sort of stuff. So you just sit down in the squat? Yeah, I just squat down because I can't get into a full squat unless I've got like Olympic lifting shoes on or something under my heel. I can't actually get into that, that range. I kind of get exposed to that range. So having that little wedge, I can just sit on that and it's um, it allows me to get into a deep squat, you know, where my hips don't normally go. And uh, I get to loosen up, you know, down there. So it's good. Yeah, I might use that for part of warm-up one time. Or yeah. yeah, give it a try. Yeah, bro. Um, what is one of the best or most worthwhile invest investments you've made, you've ever made? Could be an investment of money, time, energy, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, I haven't really made mess. I mean, we bought a house, uh, which is a pretty cool investment um, last year. Uh, we'll get a lot of help from uh, my father-in-law um, as far as the finances go. So I don't feel like I'm, I was fully responsible for that investment. Um, but when I was thinking about this question, I think for me, I've always been really keen to invest in people, like time into people. And um, the reason is not only for the relationship, like it's great to build new relationships, but there's always positive spin-offs when it comes to business and networking. And not and that's not why you do it. Like you don't you don't spark up a conversation or a friendship with someone because you want something from that relationship. But it's just the way it works. When you're open to people, when you allow allow yourself to chat to people and let people in inevitably your network grows and opportunities arise from those networks. So I've always been very intentional about investing in people, you know, like I think there's no better investment than a relationship with someone. Um, Cause it can be so rich on so many levels, you know, like you can get so much from that 
and you can give so much to that as well, you know, whether it's emotional support or whether there is um, opportunity, like work opportunities, stuff like that. So, you know, my, um, my gym's uh, slogan was people first, you know? Um, And so there's always been something I'm like, if I just keep investing into people, um, opportunities will come up and um, resources, resources will come up because the bigger I can make that net, the better, you know? So yes, I think it's a bit of a cliche one, but investment in people, I'd say is, by far I'd waste any other investment I've made financially or you know time wise yeah I love it because I I keep hearing the same thing so I invest in people look after the people and stuff but like sometimes it doesn't like show for like years or whatever but then like sometimes like your cousin's friend knows you and then that you know somehow that connection works or whatever so yeah yeah you're right it turns up in different ways that you don't expect eh? exactly man exactly and even like yeah yeah, absolutely. Like a classic example for me recently was um, I got the privilege of working with Matt Fraser at the CrossFit Games this yeah, year. Yeah, that's cool, eh? Oh, it's a dream come true. It's unreal. Um, but see, like before that came about, I made friends with the Buttery Bros. Um, I, I met them in Hawaii and I kept in touch with them. So I kind of spiked up that friendship. And so um, they were able to advocate for me when it came to Matt wanting to work with someone. They were able to say, you know, this guy is trustworthy or, you know, we know him. So um, that's just one simple example where it's like, um, you know, a relationship I built with someone really helped a big opportunity in another way. So um, you just never know who knows who, you know, so it's good to be, it's good to give to everyone um, of yourself and and it'll come back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It sort of segues well into, you know, you traveled into the games and you, your buddies with Matt Fraser, fittest man in history, Paul uh, Olsen and, you know, a bunch of other athletes. You've been to different uh, comps, you know, touring pro and different things like that. But how, how did that all turn about? I know it's through photography and that, but if you can go a little bit more detail about yeah. that stuff. Yeah, so one of my members at the gym here on the Gold Coast, um, he was getting into a business partnership with Kara Saunders. Um, it was a new eyewear company called Active Eyewear. And so he was coming to my gym and he saw that I can do some content. So he's like, hey, Kara's going over to Hawaii in you know, November to do the ultimate Hawaiian trail run. Mm. Why don't you go with her and we can create some content for our new business? You know, it's like, absolutely, I'm down for <laughs> I'm down for a trip with Kara to the to Hawaii. So yeah, so Kara and Matt just gave me that opportunity to go with them. And I didn't realize what a big deal, or I didn't realize who would turn up to this event. I thought she was just going. Just, you know, and I turn up there and we go for dinner um, at someone's apartment that night and I walk in and everyone in the CrossFit space, you can imagine, is in that room. Oh, the big dogs are there, eh? I couldn't believe my eyes. So Pat Bellner was there, Noah Olsen was there, um, the Buttery Bros were there, Craig and Jazz were there. It was just insane. And so um, I met the, you know, the owners of Romward. And so that trip really like just, like just boosted me into that space, you know? Um, oh, that's how I started. Yeah, bro. Just that one trip to one trip to Hawaii, then led into Noah inviting me over to Miami to do some content for him with Romwad. And then I went and you know shot the triathlon for like the Ironman for James Newbury. And that all came from that trip, relationship I built that trip. So that trip like just put me years ahead, you know. Um, so it was just a real special moment um, in time, yeah. So yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, you know, every now and again you see you see um like your thing come on my feet. And then I was like, oh, wait, this guy's in like Hawaii. And then, oh, he's in Miami. Like, how's he, how's he <laughs> yeah, getting there? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. It's, um, yeah, it's just, it's nothing of my own doing, man. Honestly, it's opportunities that people have given me and just like blessing, I guess, from God. Like, it's just been, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel really, really lucky, really blessed. Yeah. So I guess your original uh, slogan from Amphit of people first, you know, really, really pays to it and say. Yeah, right, absolutely, man. man. It does. Yeah, it's proven itself true for me for sure. Yeah. 
Nice. Um, any uh, daily habits or routines that set you up for you know, su- successful day? Yeah, so I'm, I'm big on getting my uh, seven hours of sleep. So it's yeah. my, I guess, a non-negotiable. I have to sleep at least seven hours a, a night. So I get up, um, so I go to bed at like 10 at the latest, 10 p.m. And then I get up at 5 a.m. Um, so getting up 5 a.m. for me has always been like a go-to just strategy to just um, like get my day started. And um, I'll start the day like reading my Bible and doing a bit of prayer. And uh, that just kind of gets me in that mind space of like gratitude and just, you know, it's nice to, it's nice to start the day and not to think about yourself and your world and all the things you have going on, but to just kind of think bigger picture. Mm. Uh, Cause we get so consumed with our own little worlds, you know, like we, we can think we're really important and, and uh, just get so bogged down with our own little stuff. But when you kind of just sit down first thing in the morning and just look to the bigger picture of, you know, what, what am I here for in the first place? Like what's life actually about? It just kind of, yeah, it just makes everything, it just takes a power away from everything else. It just kind of makes everything else feel a bit more like just not as, yeah, not as significant, you know, so, which is good. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one for me, getting up early, spending some, some time with God. Um, and then what else? I mean, exercise is obviously something I do every day that I really value. You know, it's a, another non-negotiable. I've got to exercise at least half an hour to an hour a day. Um, yeah, and those are really the, the two main things that I, you know, that I do every day that's consistent, that just makes me feel good about life and, and what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, vision vision for the future with, your, you know, if you're vlogging and everything like that. Yeah, vision for the future. Yeah, so... Um, I'd love to see the YouTube channel get to a hundred thousand subs. Yeah. So uh, if you're watching, make sure you subscribe to uh, to the channel. <laughs> Just um, watch and not subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we're about to hit 10k on there. Um, so it'd be amazing if I can get that to 100k. That's kind of, and I wasn't even sure if I could get the 10k. I kind of started off, you know, I was like, let's see if I can get to 100, you know, and let's see if I can get to a thousand. And now we're about to hit 10,000. So it does feel like it's starting to slowly kind of snowball, and that'll be um, that's that's a big goal for me is to try and do that in the next. I'm going to say the next 24 months, like the next two years, I'd love to see it go from 10,000 to hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, all my ultimate goal is to just do my own content, like to not have to, like to go to the games, for example, and not work for anyone, but just be able to be a spectator, have my camera, create my own fun content and not have to work for anyone else. You know, um, that's the ultimate goal is just to live off the YouTube channel and, and what I grow that personal brand. So whether I can do that or not, I don't know. I'll see. Um, and then also, you know, just working with some cool people like Matt and some cool brands, you know, like I work for Alpha Fit and the wildlife here on the, on the Gold Coast, which is a lot of fun. Um, but currently I still have to do some work and in, in areas I don't really enjoy. So I've still got to do some real estate videos or, you know, do some videos for some builders or some restaurants and the stuff that I'm not really passionate about, but it pays the bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess the, the, big, the big vision is to just be able to do full-time content in the space that I love, which is CrossFit, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Right on track. Right on track. Yeah. yeah we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any projects that you're working on at the moment? I saw you release some of your your merchandise, which is also really awesome. Yeah. 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 So yeah, just having a play around with kind of some online um, products, I guess. Um. So obviously, merch is the, is the kind of low hanging fruit is the easy one, and people that follow you are always happy to support in that way. Uh, it's definitely a challenge though, sending things overseas and getting things printed. I mean, you'd know even for the gym, like getting getting shirts printed for the gym. It's not a, it's not a cheap, like you don't do it to make money. You do it just to kind of spread, like build a brand. Um, but yeah, I'm working on a really exciting project currently with Cara Saunders. Actually, we're going to be um, releasing in the next couple of weeks. Actually, we'll release um, what's called the pre, like a photo preset. So what that is, is basically you can just add our settings to your photos and it makes it look pretty. Um, oh, so I've seen some of your yeah. Posts, yeah. 
yeah, so it's something that I'll, I'll create some content around and teach people how to do it. But it's, um, it's just a nice little product, a product you can sell online. Um, so that's one thing we're working on. And then this weekend is the Rogue Invitational. Um, and I'm currently actually managing and looking after all Matt's YouTube stuff. So all the videos you see on Matt Fraser's uh, YouTube channel, I edit all those. So they film them and they send me all the footage over and I do the edits. Mm, so this week, cool. yeah, so this uh, this weekend we've got the Rogue Invitational. So we're going to create three really cool vlogs for him while he's there. So that's going to be cool. Um, and then plan to, go, plan to go to Miami to do the same again, to just follow Matt around at Miami and kind of document the experience um, at Waterpalooza, hopefully. So, yeah, there's a few exciting things coming up. Yeah, yeah real exciting. That is cool. That is, yeah. that's, that's one of the what, one of the things I want to do eventually is go on like a podca- podcast tour, you know, go yeah. to Aussie and then go to the States. And I've oh, seen yeah. some of the other guys do it, like the Mind Muscle Project Boys and stuff like that. It yeah. looks cool, just connecting with people. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it'll be similar to what you're doing, but you'll be doing, you know, videography and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. man. Wow, yeah. cool stuff. So, man, um, greatest lessons your your parents taught you, your mum and dad. Uh, you sort of alluded to your dad uh, teaching you something, but yeah, greatest lessons your parents taught you. Um, I mean, hard work is definitely one that they just they just displayed through their lives that I just picked up by watching them. They always worked super super hard, and dad's always been a big big believer that nothing comes nothing comes easy. There's no shortcuts, you know, like doesn't matter what anyone tells you there's always successful people there's hard work attached to that you know there's no like magic pill or getting lucky you know like um so hard work and then my dad's always been massive on not getting into debt he's always just been so verbal he's just like like a broken record to me like don't get into debt don't get into debt and that's um i think it's because he got into debt as a young guy and um just basically was a slave to that debt for years and years you know so he was always um very massive on hey don't get into debt and so that's been that's been great it's been a good good piece of advice advice you know just to um because it allows you to just live a bit simpler and not have the stress of having to keep earning all this money to pay for all the stuff you've kind of you know already bought um but not paid for you know um all the lay buys and afterpays and whatever i don't know what you guys have in new zealand but um yeah so that's been a good one man so hard work and just staying away from debt it's probably been the two biggest lessons from my family my, my mom and dad yeah awesome awesome <coughs> I feel like I maybe know the answer to this one, but if you could put a message on a billboard for everyone to see on their way to work, school, or wherever they're going, what message would you put on the billboard? Yeah, I don't. I think I'll say one that you don't know. Maybe I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, like I've always had, even like growing up, I had a massive insecurity around what people thought of me. You know, like I walk into a room and I just be like, ah, oh, I always thought like. What, what are they, they don't like me or what do they think about me and so one thing that i try and live by and that i put on the billboard would be unless unless told otherwise assume that everyone loves you oh. unless told otherwise assume everyone loves you you know so yeah if someone hasn't told you that hey i don't like you then don't think that you know like just assume that they love you and um because it's yeah it's probably very unlikely that they are just yeah because i don't know we just make up these scenarios in our head that people don't like us or someone's got a problem with me and it's just, it's all made up stories, you know, like it's just uh, your own head playing games on you. So if you can live with that attitude that everyone loves me, at least they tell me otherwise, they love me, you know, and um, it's just freeing, a freeing way to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally wrong. And uh, I love that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything, people first. <laughs> no, nah, I thought it would be raw love. Oh, raw love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Raw love. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a few little messages, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, that, no, that's awesome. One, eh? I love that. Didn't, didn't see that before. Um, a book, uh, a book or something you've read that's had a big impact on your life that's you know still today uh, yeah comes to mind. 
Yeah, so obviously, I mean, I mentioned the Bible before. The Bible is kind of a gimme because it's, you know, it's a best-selling book in, in history, and I read that every read that every day. So that's pretty cool. Um, but one book that I read every year, um, it's an Aussie book, um, an Aussie finance book. It's called Barefoot Investor, and um, I read that once once a year. I read it, and it's just such a good book for um, just for simple financial strategies. Like if someone struggles to like save money or struggle to know like where to how to save or how to invest or any of that stuff, he just makes it so simple um it's very down to earth very simple and um scott's pretty funny as well so it's a i don't read a lot I, I listen to audiobooks more so so you can get his book on audio as well um and although it is australian based like he talks about australian banks stuff like that the principles apply to you know universally so anyone can listen anyone can read it so that's one book and then the e-myth i don't know if you've heard of the e-myth i read that um i haven't read that for a while but it's another book that i read periodically that's really good um i'll give you one more there was one more oh the richest man in babylon Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Such a good book, man. Another great finance book. Like, um, yeah, I don't really read for like uh, enjoyment. You know, I read for education mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so they tend to be like more like business or finance books, I guess, that I read. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I haven't read that, the Barefoot one, eh? but um, it's been recommended quite a bit. Eh? Oh, I definitely so look into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It was, yeah, it, it's changed. It's changed my financial life for sure um, since I found it a few years ago. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And last, lastly, last question is just your definition of success. It's changed so much. Eh? Like it's become a lot more about my my family, um, the people close to me, rather than um, my business or my empire that I'm trying to build. You know, like it used to be very much like we're going to take over the world. You know, we're going to have ten, we have ten gyms across Auckland and shut everyone else down. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be the best. Um, <laughs> that was kind of the the young, you know, twenty five year old mindset. But now for me, like success for me is like you know, is my wife happy? You know, is my wife happy? And does my daughter feel like I'm, you know, part of her life and, and she's valuable, you know? Like to me, that's success. Um, yeah, honestly, that's it. That's it. I just want my family to be happy. I just want them to uh, to feel valued and feel like I was spending time with them and I'm, I'm present, you know, with them. Um, that's the biggest thing for me. So yeah, that's success for me, man. Simple, yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, it does. It does change over the years, eh? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. different stages of life. So. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so resonate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Um, like to add that's coming up or keep an eye out for. Um, YouTube, nah, man. Like, YouTube, eh? yeah. yeah, YouTube. I mean, YouTube's my main focus. You know, when it comes to something that I'm doing and trying to build and grow, um, you know, if someone wants to support me, it'll be definitely like check out the channel. Hopefully, you find that interesting and. You can follow along there and be part of the part of the sexy beast tribe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Other than that, and yeah, not much. Just uh, yeah, oh. keep chipping away. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks, Mike. It's been a lot of fun, and yeah, it's been awesome connecting. Wish you all the best in your endeavors, and we will have to catch up. You know, when you've traveled all the rest, of the, you know, different countries again. And <laughs> oh, bro. hopefully, it won't, hopefully, it won't be too long before I can get back to NZ. Yeah, 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 for sure. And you're welcome anytime the Gold Coast too, bro. Can we work out at the backyard gym? And yeah. For yeah. sure, I'll be hitting you up. Don't worry about that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Love it, man. Thanks, Frankie. Appreciate oh, it. Okay. <laughs>